0: As we go along in life, all of a sudden there'll be a fear. It just pops up. Sometimes it's real and sometimes it isn't real. When I was 83, just all of a sudden there was this fear that came into my mind. What will happen if such and such happens? What will you do if such and such happens? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? I said, God, help me. And I heard, God will supply all your need. That was the Holy Spirit. And the minute I heard that, I just relaxed. I said, oh, yes, God will supply all my needs. So if something happens, the answer will be there because God will help me. When you have experience with God, you know that is the case. In the midst of the fear, we first panic. (gasps) What if that does happen? But then God settles us and gives us his word. And by his word, we are healed and have an anchor for our soul. And by faith, we believe that word and know that is what will happen. That's having experience with God. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. When I moved to Colorado in February 2019, Pam had come down to Lubbock, Texas, where I was in a rehabilitation hospital and had taken my car back to Colorado and my cat. I was dismissed from the rehab hospital on February 24th of 2019. She flew from Denver, Colorado, to Lubbock, Texas to help me get back. We flew back on commercial airlines there was no problem at all in my getting to Colorado by air we had my old car which is a 25 year old car just in case I needed to be able to get into a lower level car because she has an SUV and we weren't sure if I could get into the SUV So we brought the older car back to Colorado, but I had already decided I would never drive again. I didn't need to drive. I didn't know the area. I didn't know how to drive in the weather that we have in Colorado. And Pam was there to, if I wanted to go in the car, I could go. But we had the lower-level car, and at first I was in much worse physical condition, and so it came in handy to have that lower-level car. At one point, I was considering putting new upholstery on the seats of the 25-year-old car, and I heard from the Spirit of God the following words, Or you could just buy a new car. Well, that was true because I just sold a house in Texas. This was year 2020. And the money was just sitting there in the bank so I could buy a new car. That night, that same night, I heard that from the Holy Spirit giving me the option of buying the new car. I had a dream that I did buy a new car. So the next day, we went out to look for a new car. Even though I don't drive anymore, Pam would drive it. We went out to look for a new car and found one and bought it, and she put her SUV up for sale, and it sold immediately. My car, uh, a 25-year-old Lincoln, it was uh, not as appealing as the SUVs. One man did want to buy it. He was in South Carolina, and he wanted to buy it. But by that time, we had a problem, and I wasn't really sure I wanted to sell it. So I declined his offer. Two or three years, two years passed, at least two years. The car just sat in the driveway. In the winter, the snow fell on it. It never really had any problems sitting outside. This is the first time that had ever happened, for it had been in a garage ever since it was new 25 years earlier. I didn't much like the idea of it sitting outside during the winter, but it didn't hurt it. It started just fine. It ran just fine. But I really didn't need the car. It just sat there, and we had to force ourselves to take the car for a walk, a drive, sort of like an animal, because it just sat there. We had the new car, and we didn't really need the older car, and I wasn't going to drive again. I didn't know what to do with the car. I prayed every once in a while and would say, "'God, is there anything you want me to do with that car? It was costing us basically nothing to keep it. The insurance attached to Pam's insurance was only a hundred dollars a year, and the upkeep was nothing. it never had to be worked on, and we had to pay the Colorado license, which was seventy dollars a year, so basically it was costing. a year to keep the car, but I didn't need the car, so I had prayed what to do about the car many times over the two years that it was sitting there. In 2021, there was a problem with the water heater at Pam's house. She decided to replace it. She called a man to bring her a new water heater and install it. When he came to the house, he saw that car sitting there in the driveway. And he said, if you ever want to sell that car, I'm really seriously wanting to buy it. Because he said, I have a son who has cerebral palsy and can't walk. And he we need a car which is lower, closer to the ground, so that he can more easily get into the car. And then, of course, the trunk on this Lincoln is huge, so he would have no problem whatsoever putting a wheelchair in that trunk. As the plumber was changing out the water heater, Pam told me he was interested in buying the car, mm-hmm. And she told me about the son who had cerebral palsy and couldn't walk and his need for the car. I prayed while he was putting the water heater in, and I felt I heard this from God, if he makes an offer to buy the car, just give him the car, which I was happy to do. So he finished the water heater work, took the car out for a test drive, came back and said he wanted to buy the car. And he told Pam, why don't I just not give you any bill for the water heater that you just take that on the car and then I'll give you money also toward the car. And she said, well, you'll, you'll have to talk to Joan about this. So he came in and told me the plan. He wanted to just not charge us anything for the water heater, and then he would also give cash to pay for the car. That was an offer, and I just said, no, I want to give you the car. He was shocked. He, he was just shocked. He said, well, oh, you want to give me the car? And I said, yes. And he said, But no one's ever given me anything before. He said, At least take the water heater. And I said, No, we have plenty of money to pay for that water heater. We'll pay the full price for the water heater. And you just take the car. He said, Well, can I take it today? And I said, Sure. He was just stunned. Two or three times he said, But no one's ever given me anything before. He said, Well, I'll tell my son that you gave him the car. And I said, No. Please tell him God gave him the car because while you were test driving the car, I prayed and I felt God told me that if you made an offer on the car, give you the car. So just tell your son God gave him the car. Well, needless to say, the man was overwhelmed. What is this story? First of all, there was sudden fear. The water heater's broken. Water's going on the floor in the basement. The sudden fear hits that day. You're not expecting the problem. But God is there to help us with all things, and not only to help us. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Pam and I both are the call of God, because she has a calling on her life for the gift of helps, which is, uh, you will find that in 1 Corinthians at the end of the chapter. Everything turned out for good in this story for everyone involved. Psalm 34, verse 19, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. They just pop up. All of a sudden, there's this problem. You say, oh, no. What am I supposed to do about this? Several years ago, I was living in Lubbock, Texas, lived alone, and I came out to the garage on a Friday afternoon at about 5 o'clock. I turned the key in the ignition of my car. Nothing happened. Dead. Totally dead. Obviously, a battery. I just said to God, what am I supposed to do about this? And I heard, quickly call your mechanic. So I went into the house immediately, called the mechanic, and he said, I was just getting ready to leave my shop, but I will come by your house and bring you a new battery. So he did. That was a Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. I think he is closed on Saturdays. Just in time, I reached him to get him to bring me a battery as he was going home. God takes care of all our problems, no matter what they are. Whatever problem we have, help me, help me. That's the prayer. First, we panic because we're not expecting the problem. We're jarred a little bit. We may even be upset a little bit. But then we gain our composure and remember God. He is our help. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James uh, chapter one verse five, in the Bible, God tells us He will not allow more to come upon us than we are able to handle through Him. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted, above that ye are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. I was in the faith movement churches for about four or five years back, between about 1977 and 1982. They were teaching a doctrine called the authority of the believer. And this doctrine was taught this way, that if you had a problem or if a problem was threatening to come, you could take authority over the devil who created all evil they were teaching. This is not even scriptural that the devil is the one who creates all evil. For in the Bible, it says that God, okay, look at this Isaiah 45, 7. God says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. They were teaching all good is from God, all bad is from the devil. That's not even scriptural. I, the Lord, do all these things. Once again, Isaiah 45, 7. I form the light, says God, and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. They were teaching that if a hailstorm was coming toward your house, a weather alert that there was a tornado or hailstorm, that you could take authority over the devil who was bringing the tornado or the hailstorm, and you commanded the devil, in the name of Jesus, to leave your house alone. Now, that's what they were teaching. They called it authority of the believer. So nothing could touch you or your family. If it was an illness, if it was a plague, no matter what it was, you could take authority over it. Well, this doctrine was very popular because it allowed you to be your own God. They didn't tell you that, but that is what you were trying to do is be God. You weren't calling on God for help. You were taking the place of God. The only thing is it's unscriptural and doesn't work. But if it didn't work, you were in a catch-22 because you were told when your faith got stronger, it would work. So you were trapped. But it was just unscriptural because it doesn't fit with these scriptures. God says, I Form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So it didn't even fit scripture. Isaiah 45, 7. Not only that, but throughout the Old Testament, we read that the weather is from God. It's not the devil who creates hail and lightning. It's God. It's not the devil who brings earthquakes. It's God. It all Is done by God saying to let it happen, and it happens. A star falls from heaven, not because of the devil, but because God commands it to do that. There will be a time when the earth will move on its axis. It will move in the heavens, Isaiah 13, 13. It will move in the solar system, and it is God that has moved it. That hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. Isaiah thirteen thirteen, Psalm 148, verse 8. Fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling God's word, His word. That's Psalm 148, verse 8. But see, we don't really even have to fear that. A few days ago, there was a weather alert on television, and they said that it was a tornado with heavy hail. I just simply prayed and asked God to help us and prayed that he not let it hit our house, and it didn't. Proverbs 3, verses 25-26. Be not afraid of sudden fear neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. I would hate to be God. I'm grateful that we can call on God for help and we can know that all things work together for good. For them who love the Lord for them who are the called according to his purpose. So when the sudden fear pops up, first we're shocked, of course, but then when we settle down, call on God for help. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.